Welcome to Bootleg Like Jazz. Bootleg Like Jazz is a listener-supported podcast. Consider supporting us at www.bootleglikejazz.com. Welcome to the Bootleg Like Jazz podcast. I am your host, Q. Today on the show, we have entertainment correspondent Cameron King. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, Q? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, So today we're going to talk about uh, what happened on Insecure. Uh, We're also going to talk about Black AF, the new show on Netflix by Kenya Barris. We're also going to dive into voting. Um, So let's just jump right into it. Hey, Cameron, can you recap what happened on Insecure for us? Absolutely. So Insecure episode four of season four, this past episode, we got to see uh, everything post Tiffany's birth. So she gave birth to her child. And so now everybody's, you know, hanging around trying to get to know the baby. And also we see another kind of milestone in the demise of Molly and Issa's friendship. We see that there's more passive aggressive uh, interactions between the two. And we also see that Lawrence is hanging around a little bit again won't give too many spoilers away but this episode brings up a couple of interesting topics from uh discrepancies in health care with black women we noticed that tiffany makes a comment about how she was in pain after giving birth and the dark, um, some real life issues we also see uh, an interaction between Derek and Lawrence where they talk about what it's like to be a man um, as a father of a daughter and how um, misogyny innocence and patriarchy kind of intertwine in those interactions as well and as a man the different uh, the, the different levels that you have to take yourself in order to be, be a good father to a, a girl to child as well so we see a little bit of interactions that kind of reflect some really major issues that plague the black community all while uh, the writers continue to deliver us a, a little bit of comedy as well and again we see the different interactions uh, that Issa has with her friends versus uh, the interactions that she has with Molly. For instance, we see in this episode that Issa and Kelly kind of connect uh, in a deeper kind of way, given that Molly and Issa's relationship is on the rocks. And we also see how Molly kind of confides in Tiffany, given that Issa and Molly are not in a great space for communication. Wow. Um, so what are people saying online about the most recent episode or about the show? Do you know? So people are kind of curious to see if Issa and Lawrence are really going to make this a thing. We see there's an interaction where Issa and Lawrence are at Tiffany's house. Again, they're all kind of hanging out to see the new baby and something work related comes up. So Issa has to cut out of the conversation that she's having with Lawrence. But we see that there is something on the tip of his tongue that he wants to get out. But of course, we never really get to that moment because uh, Issa gets distracted. So I know a lot of the viewers are really interested to see if he's going to tell her that him and Condola broke up or he's going to tell her um, XYZ. We're all just really at the end of our seats at this point. Yeah, man, relationships and attraction, um, man, those can be complicated things. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Can you kind of comment on that? Ooh, so attraction, relationships, all of these things are different. When we're talking about who we're sexually attracted to, that's one thing. Our behaviors and who we decide to be with intimately is one thing. And those who we decide to partner with in a romantic uh, perspective is also different. And all of us are really just trying to figure it out. There's no one way to navigate relationships. And so many of us are just opting for a trial and error. You see what works in your relationship with a specific person at a point in time. And you might find later on in a different uh, instance that that same method doesn't quite work with a new person. So you have to kind of reevaluate and relearn yourself and learn about the different people that you decide to spend your time with. Uh, talking a little bit more about um, shows by uh, African-Americans, black Americans, or black folks. Um, what about Black AF, the new show by uh, Kenya Barris on Netflix that uh, also has Rashida Jones co-starring in it, who is the daughter of Quincy Jones? Um, you know, have you watched that show? What do you you know? What are your thoughts about it? So I have not actually finished the season or a full episode. When I, upon first seeing it, I was kind of cringing a little bit at it. I wasn't sure. I had no idea what to expect from the show Blackish, honestly, or Black AF. I had heard of Blackish, and I have actually seen the show Grownish, which I know is a spinoff from the show Blackish, but I wasn't sure what exactly I was going to be getting when I watched Black AF. From my understanding, it's kind of like a parody of Blackish, but also an homage to Kenya Barris' actual life. Uh, but the first 10 minutes of it, I, don't, I think I kind of checked out because I wasn't sure exactly what the storyline was or what the purpose of the show was. No, no, no. I mean, you know, that is shared with a lot of different people. Um, uh-huh. I liked it. Uh, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was definitely a humor that's a little different than normal. Um, I also thought that because he was depicting like himself as like being successful, millionaire status, celebrity, uh, I thought also that that might have, you know, caused some people to kind of disengage, you know. Uh, What are your thoughts about that? I think that in order to make a sound opinion on it, I definitely need to watch maybe the full season, right? Because you want to see the development of the story. With any good story, with any good series that's worth watching, you want to have a better understanding of what the message is to the target audience is. So in order to do that, you definitely have to check out more than just, you know, the first couple scenes of the show. You need to really watch how the characters are developed. You need to watch how the plot develops. You need to watch the direction of the show and the way and the shape and the form that it takes on in order to make those sorts of opinions. I'm not sure exactly how many seasons are available, but I know it is on Netflix, one. and I am definitely willing. Just one? one? So, yeah. So, one season, eight episodes. Yeah. Okay. About, what, 30 minutes each? each episode? Yeah, you can see, so yeah. Like situational comedy? Yeah, for sure, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not an hour long. No. Okay, perfect. No, yeah, I've got yeah. plenty of time. The reviews are pretty mixed on it. The the reviews are pretty mixed on it. You know, there's definitely some people on one side yeah. who like it, some people on the other side who just uh, do not get it. Um, yeah, like you say, you should definitely check it out. But uh, you should definitely check it out for yourself. Absolutely. But one thing that you know I've kind of heard him talk about is like uh, he's he really tried to uh, you know display and talk about um, what it's like coming into money and the you know 
the pitfalls, uh, the obstacles, the choices, consequences that come from it. Um, and, you know, that's really interesting to kind of see this theme of like, uh, you know, black men wearing chains when they get to money, uh, cars being yeah, pimped out, symbolic. things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the things that he kind of, you know, uh, wanted to like really highlight in this show. I mean, you know, just kind of off the cuff, does any of that resonate with you? Does any of that not resonate with you? Well, I think for any of us, right, if, if, if poverty is kind of a generational curse within your family that you're looking to, to break, then coming into money is definitely going to be something that is a struggle for you. If you've always been around family members who don't know how to handle money, then when you come into money, of course, there are so many things that run through your mind. You have to worry about saving it. You have to worry about what to do with your money and how to properly invest. You have to perhaps worry about being the breadwinner of your family and taking care of extended family. So there are a lot of different things that you probably have to um, consider uh, once you do achieve a certain amount of status in a career that brings in a certain caliber of money, if you will. And I think any of us uh, within the black community, if you don't have that 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 knowledge of financial literacy, then it does kind of take a toll and does affect how you do uh, interact with the money that you do come into. Uh, kind of talking about TV shows, what are some of your favorite TV shows? Oh, I have so many. Um, definitely Insecure is up there on the list, right? I've been watching a little bit of Greenleaf. Uh, Netflix used Yo, you like Greenleaf. Anything on Netflix. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> I'm on uh, season two of Greenleaf. Ozark is on my list. Like, if I had to say, like, top five, we got Money Heist or La Casa de Papel, if you listen to it in Spanish. That's a phenomenal show. Great writing. Great and amazing. Such talented actors. Um, those are probably the, the three or four shows that I've, I've been watching lately. I'm kind of like someone, like, when I read books, I have to read one book at a time. So if I'm watching a series on TV, I'll probably binge all of it before I watch uh, it sounded like you mentioned some shows with Spanish titles. Is that correct? Yeah. Do you listen? A lot of people call it uh, Money Heist. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, do you watch them in the language and read subtitles? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I speak Spanish and I got my master's in Spanish translation. So a part of my upkeep, if you will, or my routine maintenance for developing or continuing to develop my Spanish literacy skills is watching shows in Spanish. It's uh, listening to music in Spanish. It's reading articles in Spanish. It's really important to me to exercise that daily so I don't lose the language. So keeping money high, or La Casa de Papel in Spanish is one of those ways that I can do that. I hear you. What is like the importance of uh, more shows that are, uh, you know, have a focus on black stories, uh, Afro or Latin or uh, Latinos, you know, perspectives? What is the importance of that for us, you know, in our in our society, in our viewing demographics? Well, I think that the status quo and the norm is that, you know, white-centered characters or white-centered shows are more relatable uh, on a universal front. And that may be true, but that's not to say that 
black characters or Asian characters or Latino or Spanish speaking characters aren't as relatable just because there are cultural differences. So I think the importance in centering uh, other people of color as, you know, main characters on shows lets us know that it doesn't necessarily matter what you look like. We all kind of have similar human experiences, even though there are some sort of um, perspectives that are specific to show that these characters are all relatable. These characters are also not a monolith and that there's a lot of diversity uh, in the world. Um, and showing these people on screen gives us some insight into those perspectives that might be completely unique to our own. I mean, you definitely are talking about the, you know, the power of video uh, narrative narrative stories on video and being able to like in film right in TV shows and be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes to kind of understand their story absolutely and I think that's exactly what art is whether it be film and TV or whether it be books or whether it be any other type of piece of entertainment that you can think of it gives us uh, kind of like an escape kind of uh, a way to look through a window um, into the lives and experiences of people who perhaps we don't necessarily would see ourselves as represented by upon first glance. But the more you get to know characters and the more that the character development unfolds, you get to see what parts of your personality resonate with the characters that you enjoy watching on screen. And you also get a chance to perhaps explore things that you never perhaps in your own mind would have uh, thought about. There you have it, folks. Uh, thank you once again, Cameron. Yeah, absolutely, Q. Thank you for having me. No problem. There you have it, folks. If these stories resonate with you, uh, subscribe, follow, go to bulletlikejazz.com and show some love.